0: We are the Ishtar Collective, a website dedicated to categorizing the law of destiny. You can find us online at www.ishtar-collective.net and on Twitter at
1: Ishtar Col.
0: That's Ishtar C-O-L-L.
2: I'm Baxter, the founder of the Ishtar Collective.
1: I'm Purple Chimera, the lead archivist at the Ishtar Collective.
2: And I'm Norman Norman, the lead engineer at the Ishtar Collective.
0: And today we are going to talk about the Ishtar Collective. But we aren't going to do a podcast about ourselves.
1: You don't want to spend 30 to 40 minutes talking about yourself?
0: No, I don't. Not especially. What about you, Norman? No, I, th- I think I'll, I'll pass. No. I Maybe mean, we can actually talk about destiny. Okay, <laughs> so um, today we're going to talk about the group from the game the original ishtar collective so what what was the ishtar collective well,
1: according to the card ishtar sink it was a sprawling golden age scientific project that came to the ishtar sink to study ancient ruins on venus
0: cool so um i guess we can presume that it's the vex ruins i mean i guess they came to study the vex really mm-hmm.
1: yeah that would be my assumption yeah um
0: so and go on sorry
1: oh i was gonna say that for a long time a lot of people thought that it, the ishtar collective was just the one location that we go through on that mission um but according to the card shores of time there are Are many research stations across Venus um, including the collective and the archives so it seems that maybe not at first at first they were in the Ishtar Sink but they've spread across the whole planet
0: yeah so I guess that the the Ishtar Sink the the facilities that they have in the Ishtar Sink region um, are possibly like the headquarters
1: yeah, I would, I would assume that. Yeah.
0: So, um, when did the Ishtar Collective exist?
2: I think it's during the Golden Age, given the fact that it's referred to as a Golden Age scientific project. And as far as we know, no one really escaped the collapse uh, intact. So I think it's within that time frame. Um, and we get a little bit of a... I think an updated bit of grimoire, I believe this came out with the Rise of Iron with the new map, the last exit, that there was some type of event um, that seemed to have wiped out most of the people in the Ishar collective. Um, It's a bit vague, but it's some event involving overwhelming force.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really good find because I I, I was just saying to to Purple earlier, um, I kind of completely forgot like I remember reading, I read this card uh, when Rise of Iron was released, and then I kind of forgot all about it. But yeah, it's it's a it's a really it's really interesting because we don't we don't really have a lot of information about the collapse, so it's cool to have even just another small glimpse into what must have happened.
1: Right. Well, yeah, and it, it gives us a, a little insight into what the the people might have been feeling because they were it says that they were trying to escape so they obviously saw something coming and they were trying to run from it as opposed to something that just happened so fast that no one was prepared yeah
0: yeah, yeah. that's true Uh oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of background noise yeah adds to the the collapse Uh uh-oh that was appropriately timed it was very very appropriate crazy how well they listen it's a little frightening (laughs) yeah it's interesting um... too um just really quick at the last part of this um this event originally i thought that this last exit that was actually the name of a place but last exit was actually um a protocol that all of the uh, station equipment and uh, terminals were stuck in. So it almost seems like something related to handling of, a, of an event of this type, um, last exit being, uh, you know, some type of um, computer protocol.
1: It makes me think about Rasputin's protocols.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't yeah. think he
1: had one called last exit, but it makes me think about that.
0: But it does. It's kind of, I, I find it really interesting that, that the, the golden age appears to have been a fairly paranoid time to be alive. At least Rasputin seemed paranoid. He was constantly shifting weapons of mass destruction into orbit. Um, He was definitely preparing for some event to take place. Whether he was aware in some way of what the collapse was, I mean, I think that's probably unlikely. We don't have any, any evidence to, to suggest that. But he does seem to have been preparing for something. And it's interesting that it, it looks as though... Again, this is this is a little speculative, but the fact that there was a protocol called Last Exit makes me think, you know, that the guys on, on Venus did seem to be prepared for some pretty serious... Like... Event to take for, to take place,
2: mm-hmm. which may actually make sense given the fact that, and we'll probably get into this a little bit later. But the um, some of the research that the folks at the Ishtar Collective were doing was around simulation, and so if they had simulated some of these potential catastrophic events, they were probably you know a little bit more uh, prepared or had put in, in place protocols like this, given some of their projections and, and um, simulations.
0: Yeah. Okay, so um, what do we know about who the Ishtar Collective were?
1: Well, we know that there were research teams uh, mostly we only know about this one, but I'm assuming that there was more than one research team since there were more than one research station. Um, that were there to study the Vex. We're not really sure what the purpose of their studies was, aside from just gaining knowledge about them. We don't know if they had any goals, yeah. and that they, that they didn't start out that way. And this uh, team was made up of four people: uh, Maya Sunderesh. Kiyoma Essie, Dr. Shim, and Dwayne... Okay, you're going to have to say his name again. <laughs> so <laughs> I, think,
0: I think it's pronounced Dwayne McNeath with like a the sound at the end uh, because it looks like it's Irish and I'm pretty sure the DH sound in Irish is a, is a the sound but um, I'm not
2: 100% sure of that. That sounds like a pretty good uh pretty good guess I'm gonna go with that
1: yeah i'm i'm gonna I'm gonna have to support you on that one because everyone else says McNida, which doesn't make any sense
0: yeah yeah and yeah i I definitely think it's not McNida. I mean yeah. it, it's, <laughs> the, the letters aren't in the right order for one thing but uh yeah I mean it's not a huge deal um Maybe it is to to Dwayne McNeese, but yeah. to me it's not a, a huge deal. Um, yeah, so so yeah, those are the those are the four people that we know worked for the Ishtar collective. So why is it that we know about these four individuals?
1: Well, we have these grimoire cards and they tell this story. Hmm. Tell me more. <laughs> So, basic summary of the story is that Kioma comes into Maya's office and says that um, she's discovered one of the speci- vex specimens that they were studying is running a full simulation of their research team, and down to you know every sentence is the same, everything is exactly the same. It's a complete simulation. So they call a team meeting, and they decide that the only way to escape is to call in help from someone that the, that's so big the Vex can't simulate them. Um, and their answer to that is a war mind. We don't know which war mind. They just say the war mind, mm-hmm. which is not very helpful. A lot of people think that it's Rasputin. It's possible that it's Rasputin. We don't know if Venus had its own Warmind that they could have called. Do you guys have thoughts on that? I mean, mm. I think it's...
2: it's a, sorry, you, you go, Norman. I was just going to say, I know there's a few instances of what looks like um, Warmind-type uh, content throughout the Grimoire. I could try to pull one up, and I think some of these are tied to the Sleeper Simulant quest um, that... Mm-hmm look like it's um, potentially a war mind named Athena uh, was one that I saw and it may have been another label that was Greek and you know in origin but um, it very much seemed to be from the perspective of a war mind uh, that maybe was pointing to it being on Venus but I think if anyone is saying the war mind it's probably pretty likely that it is Rasputin given the fact that we don't really have much direct interaction with any other war mind to this point I mean we know about Charlemagne potentially um, but at this point, given the grimoire we have, I think it's it's a safe bet that it's probably Rasputin. Yeah,
0: and I think, you know, I, I would love if Charlemagne was featured in the lore more explicitly. But I think at the moment, um, if, if I remember rightly, there is just one item in the Sleeper Simulant quest chain that has some abbreviation that could be Charlemagne. You know, I I think that's the only reference that exists. I, I don't know. Do you guys know of any others?
1: There's a map, a crucible map, and I'm terrible with crucible maps, so I don't know which one it is, that has um, Rasputin symbol and also another symbol, um, like, actually in the map. Like, when you walk around, it's on the walls and and then on the doorways and stuff. Is that um? um
0: oh, which map is that? The uh, the one with the big cube in the middle, but it's not a cube. What, what is it? Uh, anomaly. Oh anomaly, yeah. Is that anomaly?
1: Mm,
2: that was possibly. on the moon. I don't know if it, if it was one that was uh, Venus in nature there. But... I
1: don't know. I'd have to look it up. Um, but it has <laughs> it, it has Rasputin symbol and it has another symbol, and that was supposed to be Charlemagne's symbol. Anyway, I, I mm-hmm. doubt that the, that the Ishtar research team was calling Charlemagne my... I mean, thinking from the pr- perspective of one of these researchers, if I were in this situation and I came up with the idea to contact a war mind to help us out, I would want to have it happen as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. So I would probably pick the closest Warmind to where I am so that they could get there as fast as possible. So either my guess would be if there is a Warmind on Venus, that one, otherwise Rasputin, because he's the next planet over. Charlemagne is two planets over. Do you understand what I'm saying?
0: I do. Yeah, you want you want your next door
1: neighbor. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Call yeah. your local Warmind. Yeah. Um, I I think at this point, I mean, I I definitely see that line of thinking, Um, given the fact that the golden age tech that they have access to is just so, uh, so nebulous, but it's supposed to be all encompassing and amazing and just, you know, fix everything. um, We don't necessarily know if communication uh, or, you know, things like um, distance actually have any bearing on how long it takes to communicate with something like a warm mind. But I can definitely see that's probably a better argument than like, oh, yeah, the only one we know is Rasputin. I could
1: definitely well, say even if you assume that like okay, they are computers, right? So presumably Rasputin or Charlemagne wouldn't have to like physically travel to Venus. I would assume that they have some kind of connection that they can a computer connection. I don't know if they have Wi-Fi there or however it works, but but it still takes time for a signal to travel that far
0: does and it would take about so I was just googling this as we were uh, discussing it like the the distance, the, the, the time it takes for light to travel from the sun to the earth is 499 seconds so obviously it depends Venus could be on the other side of the solar system depending on the the, the orbit at the moment so it could be longer than that it could be shorter than
2: that um, so I'm, I'll, I'll drop this as, a, as a, uh, an example of potential golden age technology that blows all that away. Let's say they have, mm-hmm. let's say Rasputin can use quantum entanglement and it's instantaneous mm-hmm. communication. I mean, it's just the, the authors uh, of the grimoire and authors of you know, Destiny storyline, they just have carte blanche to do whatever they want. So I think it's an interesting discussion. It's just I'm trying to bring up the fact that we really don't know. Yeah. That's
1: true. But I'm, I'm operating under the assumption that the golden age humanity, like they live longer, you know, they're smarter and stuff, but they're still people. Hmm. And yep. it, it's not so far in the future, I think, that our evolution could have changed so significantly as to not think in a similar way to how we think today. And my instinct would be to get someone closer to me.
0: Yeah. I'm just going to. I know. So this is a huge tangent that we've gone off on.
2: <laughs>
0: but I'm just going to point something out. And that is that for like. I don't know. I don't know what. I, don't, I, I can't really do the maths in my head. But for a, a reasonable percentage of the time, Venus is closer to Mars than it is to Earth. Interesting. I'm just. I'm just going to say that. I know...
1: <laughs> is know. that because of the orbit patterns? Yes. Like Because like we're on the opposite side of the sun from them?
0: Yeah, there are going to be times of the year when we are on the opposite side of the, of the sun to Venus, and Mars is also on the opposite side of the sun to Venus, in which case Venus and Mars are closer to each other than either of them are to Earth. But I think it's also worth pointing out that we're probably not <laughs> going to learn a lot from uh, I mean in, in the scheme of things it doesn't really matter too much which Warmind was called and even if we did know I don't think it would change the outcome that much really
2: yeah I think that's, that's fair I think given recent events uh, meaning you know Rise of Iron and some of the I guess potential shenanigans with uh, Siva and Asputin, <laughs> which are very nebulous right now. Um, it, it could make it a little more interesting, but I definitely agree. I mean, it's it's speculative and probably doesn't have huge ramifications on where the, or the, what happened, how things unfolded for the Astar Collective. Right. G- so,
1: oh, yeah, no, that's, yeah, we, we kind of got off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> so they call it a war mind. And the Warmind is able to help them rescue 227 copies of themselves. And they all vote unanimously um, to release the copies of themselves into the Vexgate network as explorers. And My question for that is, do we know what happened to all of these copies?
0: We don't. Yeah. But there are some hints in. Um, let me just find. Yeah. In Ghost Fragment Vex Five. Um. Well, yeah, in Ghost Fragment Vex Five. Um. This card basically describes um, oh, wait am I looking at the right one? Yes. So Blah, blah, blah. Ghost Fragment of X five describes um, this is a this is the, the the origins of a journal that was started by Maya Sundaresh. And um, one of the sections Record Zero Chasm 52 reads, I heard you, my love. I was at six, oscillating on the event axis, coordinated with a known manifold. I heard you. You were talking to me. Not me, but another me, another Maya Sundaresh. You said, my love, so many strange things have happened, and it's been so long. We've come so far. Do you ever want to go home? And I said, Not me, but the other me. I said, My love, I'm always home. Now, this this, um, journal revolves around the device that is the foundation of the future war cult's belief system, basically. Um, It could be that Maya Sundaresch was seeing a version of herself from another timeline, but I have heard it suggested that it's possible that what she was seeing is one of the copies within the Vexgate network.
1: That's what my or, assumption was.
0: Yeah. I think it's a reasonable possibility. I don't, I don't I don't think we know for certain, but I don't know. The, the, the other people who enter the device, they don't talk about having seen um, you know they, 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 they tend to see glimpses of their future or a future. What's interesting is that this, that isn't that doesn't seem to be what Maya was seeing, but maybe it was maybe this was a glimpse of her future. Um, but maybe this was just another Maya a, a one of the potentially one of the one of the duplicates.
1: Well, and it's possible that the other people saw a vision and assumed that it was the future because it's something that they didn't remember happening and they saw themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Versus Maya having had the experience of, of rescuing 227 copies of herself and then putting them in this gate network, she just saw that and interpreted it a different way.
2: Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, that makes sense. I think everyone else who went through the device, if I remember right, they all went crazy or something horrible happened to them. Right. There's we don't really have record of people using the device and coming out um, mostly intact besides Maya. Yeah,
1: well, she I said.
2: Think... Sorry, go on.
1: Oh, she said somewhere that she continued to be the only positive um, result or something like that. Oh, did you say that? I don't remember reading that. I'll see if I can find it. You go. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, we do have a lot of examples. I don't know if everybody that entered, entered the device. Um, so so the, let me just... Here find. it is.
1: It's er- earlier on the same card, VEX 5. Oh, really? Um, record zero, chasm two. Um, the third sentence, when our probes continued to fail, when my report remained our only positive finding, he volunteered to use the device.
0: Okay, you see, there is a um, it's another Grimoire card, or uh, no, it's an item. Um, let's see
2: how find it. I like that explanation um, why you're looking for that uh, that card, Baxter. Um, I like yeah, that explanation sure. that because she had, you know, pre. Uh, knowledge of the fact that these simulations were uh, you know like she knew that they existed she saw she helped rescue them and um, that is what helped her wrap her head around seeing these of these visions or these uh, different versions of herself and and that's I hadn't thought about that that actually makes a lot of sense
1: and it might be the reason why she's the only one who had a positive result Mm -hmm. because she was kind of prepared since she'd had this previous experience. Like, for example, I wonder if Kiyoma had used the device, would she also have a positive result because she'd been through the same events?
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So I, I found the items that I was thinking of. It's infinite lines, plate, robes, or vest. And um, the, it's a record 344-6872. I saw myself slaying the darkness. That's what I saw. Which is, I mean, it's a, you can't really read into that too much, but it sounds like whoever recorded that message had a fairly positive experience. But it does seem like most people who use the device seem to come out of it worse than when they went in.
2: Right. Yeah. just really can't even handle the visions, like, Cannot yeah. um, make sense of seeing themselves and seeing that almost that removal of, of fate and everything is predestined. And anyway, another yeah. tangent.
0: So, um, we kind of we we ran through the Ishtar dilemma quite quickly. Is there anything that we want to talk about um, about the events that that occurred to to the Ishtar collective?
1: Do you ever wonder why they chose to envision it as a picnic?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good question.
1: It's like Dr. Shim's Time Warp picnic. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I I thought it was just a stylistic thing, but there, there could be some tie to, you know, story and lore. I'm not sure.
1: Well, I mean, I'm sure that it was like, I know that. I mean, I've I've studied stuff like this. Absolutely, almost none at all. But I know that having some kind of of imagery that you can anchor it to um, helps to understand things, right? And I would presume that, that it's this is kind of a weird thing to wrap your head around. And so having a kind of imagery of that represents what you're doing. Mm-hmm would make sense i'm just curious as to why they chose a picnic yeah and what each thing was supposed to represent like is there some part of it that's supposed to be the blanket and the picnic basket and like are there ants maybe those are the (laughs) maybe those are the copies of themselves i don't i mean you know what i mean like i just
0: hmm i mean yeah it's hard to say
2: Obviously, well, I, I think there could be something there. Sorry, sorry to interrupt.
0: Because,
2: um, oh, because in uh, Vex Four, um, which I, I really do like that card, uh, towards the end, um, they're talking about the picnic, and it says in the metaphor they've chosen, setting up the equipment is like laying out the picnic. In the metaphor they've chosen, they look like themselves, not hardened explorer proxies, like people. So you're right; they, they specifically are constructing a metaphor. Um, it's not just a you know these are a bunch of scientists that have been on the job a little too long and they decided to throw together a picnic this seems like something they actually planned out
0: yeah Hmm. things got really deep (laughs) yeah
1: Well, this is some deep stuff. Like it I know is, that we yeah. spend a lot of time just like piecing together the grimoire cards and then to make a cohesive story for people to understand. And that's yeah. what our main goal with the with the website and the summaries and stuff is. But this gets really like contemplative because it's a pretty deep story.
0: It is. I know we've kind of we, you know, we one of the things that I know we've talked about when we were so a while ago forest um Oh, should I have called you Forrest? I don't know. I feel weird about that. Ninja. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry.
1: It's okay. Just start over.
0: So, um, a while ago, Purple and myself were guests on the... um. Oh, God, what the... Oh, my brain... My mind's just gone.
1: I wasn't... Are you talking about on Focus Fire Chat? Yeah, are Focus you Fire about... Chat,
0: yeah. No, none of the that other was stuff. A while ago. None of the stuff that you were on it by yourself. I don't care about that.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought. Well, I was wondering if you were talking about um, uh, DLC because we just recorded that last week.
0: Oh. Let me just roll my eyes. Oh, Cause DLC, you've already done it. <laughs>
1: oh. No, I meant you we're on dlc we recorded last week i
0: thought you were talking about an ishtar collective episode on
1: no no i was talking about you and i you said you and me were on a thing and i was like oh we did that last Um, week but then i was like he wouldn't say we were guests because i wasn't a guest on that podcast you were yeah
0: Yeah. okay i have i have i understand what you are saying now my apologies
1: (laughs) Um, anyway focus fire chat okay
0: a while ago myself and purple were guests on focused fire chat and we discussed the ishtar collective on on that episode um, and we spent a long time talking about the the events themselves and like the, the the philosophical implications of you know one of the things that i think a lot of people have a tr- have trouble getting their head around is You know, why why can't they just, like, turn off the the VEX simulation or whatever? Um,
1: I think Dwayne brings that up. Yeah. I think most of us feel like him in this this context. He obviously is the member of the team who is not um, as trained in philosophical stuff
0: yeah and uh, so it is an interesting you know that there is an uh, there is a um, use your words paul use your words <laughs> hang on i feel like i haven't prepared enough i need to find the uh um, Yeah, so the, there is this... Um, I really feel sorry for, for, for Jamie. I feel like I've just kind of gone off all over the place all of a sudden. So, <laughs> I think yeah. it's fine. Okay, well, apologize on my behalf, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he'll hear it.
0: Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so... One of the interesting things there's this guy Nick Bostrom who's quite famous for, well, maybe not famous, but it, but it, what he has done is um, proposed various different um, dilemmas. Um, one of them is is this idea that if 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 it becomes possible at some point in the future to simulate everything, if we if we build computers that are powerful enough to simulate the universe, then, you know, we could create an accurate simulation of the entirety of, of history from the beginning of time. You know, if, if we understand the rules of the universe then we can simulate the universe at, at any point, you know, we can just, it's a bit like no man's sky, but with more stuff to do. Um. <laughs> That was a low blow. I definitely... <laughs> <laughs> but and, <yeah. laughs> sorry, go on.
2: I was just going to say to tack on to to the theory you're talking about, isn't uh, the the next part of that um, that the more like or the the chance if we have the ability to simulate the universe, the likelihood that we are in a simulation goes up exponentially. Yes. Because there's going to be way more um, simulations than there are the one single reality. Exactly, and I mean there, there could be. If, if it's an accurate simulation of
0: the universe, then there has to be an accurate simulation of the universe within that simulation of the universe. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not accurate. And so if that if that is the case, then, you know, there are... I don't even know how you would begin to cancel, uh, um, to, to begin to calculate that. There would be an inf- infinite number of simulations and only one original. So by that logic, there's absolutely no chance that we are in the real universe.
1: So Dr. Shim and actually brought that up. Yeah. In Vex two, when, which is when they're having their little meeting um, <laughs> and they're talking about it. And, and Dwayne's like, why does this matter? Like they're simulating us. So what? Um, he says, uh, how does that give it power? Um, and, you know, they're saying, well, it can simulate us. It could simulate our torment forever. Um, and he's like, so they aren't us. They're just copies of us. And, and Shim says, idiot. Think, think if it can run one simulation, maybe it can run more than one. And there will only ever be one reality. Play the odds. There you go. He's like, oh, right. Yeah. Odds are that. We are in a simulation. Yeah. Which yeah, is it when really... they... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, that's when they come up with the idea in the next card, which is later on in the same conversation, I assume, to yeah. um, call for more mind.
2: Yeah, and I it's interesting. One... Sorry, go on, Norman. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to mention one thing. It's one of these Vex cards, and I can try to find which one, where... More they start to notice that their current uh, discussion, the, the current things that they're doing are being simulated and they can actually track that. And that's when I think it really uh, hits home that the possibility of their what they think is their real existence being a simulation um, is a real possibility.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it is definitely, there are so many different elements of this story that I find very interesting I mean, that there the is the, the element of um, let me just find it there is, there is the element of the, the simulation you know, the, the fact that they're, they're in a simulation also in VEX 4 when they're talking about um, just after they've started laying out the picnic they talk about the, the VEX gate network and uh, Dwayne McNeath says, um, do you think that you could use this place to change things? If you regretted something, could you find a way through this citadel, go back and change it? And Dr. Shim says, <laughs> well, Dr. Shim says, I wish I could go back and change you into someone else. But Kioma says, um, time is self-consistent. It's like the story of the merchant and the alchemist. You could go back and watch something or be part of something, but if you did, then that was the way it always happened. And I think that's really interesting because the um, the next card, Vex Five, which is the the card is a journal from Maya. Um, Maya begins to doubt that explanation and suspect that actually. That isn't how time actually behaves. And then, you know, without going off on too much of a tangent, but it's it's very, I'm very close to going off on too much of a tangent, uh, everything we know about the Exo Stranger implies that she is basically jumping between timelines, trying to find um, a timeline where the darkness can be defeated. I mean, we don't know that for certain, but it seems like that might be what she's what she's trying to do.
2: Yeah, there's the the comment, and yeah, I'll, I'll try to avoid the, the tangent, but um, <laughs> some of the comments she makes and the few bits of dialogue we get from her uh, about picking a side and that, you know, there's implications that she's not fighting for the light um, based off of the No Time to Explain quest, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that that makes sense. That she's trying to find the path forward based off of one of these timelines. That the end result is is what is right for you know humanity, who right for our you know, solar system or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, w- which side she's on, I think, is still up and up for question.
1: Well, and that's the same thing that the Vex do, right? They go and pull from whichever timeline where they win.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And it seems like that's what she's kind of trying to do as well, find the timeline where whoever she wants to win, wins.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. um, So, I'm just having a look at the summary that we have for the Ishtar Collective category. And I think... We've covered most of the things that we have in there. Um, so we've talked a lot about the um, the Ishtar Dilemma, which is this particular event that happened in the history of the Ishtar Collective. We've talked a little bit about um, Maya Sundares. Um, when it comes to the Ishtar Collective in the present day, what, how does it exist in its in its current form?
1: Well, one of our pretty early missions was to bring the archives back online, mm-hmm. which the tower now has access to, but we don't.
2: It's <laughs> irritating.
1: <laughs> but I feel that way about a lot of things, mm-hmm. like the archives and Tolan's journal and all these other yeah. things when your ghost... Yeah. Or the Vanguard are like, thanks for this, and they tell you, like, one thing, and you're like, can I please read the rest of it? And they're like, no, it's okay. This is all you need right now. And then, so like, five missions later, they give you another thing. Like, that would have been useful. Thank you. Not.
2: Above our pay grade. Yeah.
1: Apparently. Oh, Ugh, <laughs>
2: Um,
0: Yeah, and... Um, I guess we do use some of that data to complete the Ishtar Collective. There's a mission called Ishtar Collective, uh, and that's where we kind of learn a little bit more about the nature of the Vex, and we use it to find the, the gate lord, uh, the head of which we then use to find the entrance to the Black Garden.
1: It seems though, to to the credit of the Vanguard or the tower or whoever is controlling the information from the archives. Um, It seems like they're kind of, they're still sorting through it Mm. because they suddenly found more information about Praetis that they hadn't had before. Um, Yeah. So they have, we know that the archives has a bunch of information um, on how the Vex mines work, and a little bit about the Black Garden. And they also found a map of the Vault of Glass there. Um, mm-hmm. These are all things that are mentioned in um, transcriptions, or in, in the actual mission dialogue, not in yeah. grimoire cards. Um, hmm. And then yeah, they Yeah, see, we do have um, transcripts for all of those. Yeah, they're, they're up on our website. Um, and then Praedith in the Taken War Venus card, um, they found more references to him. So they still seem to be uncovering information in the archives. So maybe yeah. one day we'll have access to them.
2: One day. So don't we
1: also, get into,
2: don't we also get into some of the Fallen after we've unlocked? Uh, the archives, don't we get some Fallen that are trying to get in there as well? Like there's um, the Scourge of Winter mission where I believe uh, Fallen were trying to get into the Ishtar archives as well.
1: Yeah, both the Fallen House of Winter and the He's Corrective were attempting to get the information stored in the archives. Mm -hmm. Which the Fallen I get kind of because like they're scavengers, but they also want to learn about the Vex because they're fighting the Vex too. Makes me wonder why the He's Incorrective wants to get in there.
0: Maybe it's because they want to know how much we know about them.
1: Mm. Hmm, that could be trying to get in there to delete stuff so that we don't know as much.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have a theory about Prades. But I don't know if it's relevant, really. Let's hear it. Praetith theories are always fun. I mean, this has probably been suggested before, but um, I just think it's really interesting that, like, you know, um, so we know that Praedith, um pahanan and Kaba went into the Vault of Glass. It seems likely that three others went into the Vault of Glass, but were erased from time. Um, Pohanan managed to escape somehow. Kaber basically forged the Aegis from himself, from his own light. Predith is really interesting because he seems to have been kinda of half erased from history. Like if he was erased from, from history then we would have no knowledge that he ever existed. He wouldn't appear in the in the grimoire, we'd have no name you Just know...
1: like the other three people.
0: Exactly. So, why is it that Prydith wasn't completely erased? And... um, I suspect that it's because if he had been completely erased, then the Vex would not have been able to tempt us back into the Vault of Glass to destroy the Taken infection. That's
1: interesting. That's a so good thought. That
0: makes sense. So basically, my, my my theory is that the Vex, antis- you know, I you know, they can kind of, I, I presume they can they can see through time to an extent. I don't know what what the limits of their abilities are, but I, I you know, my, my suspicion is that they foresaw the events um, of the taken infection, if that's the right if that's the right word. In the in the vault of glass, and so they kind of held on to Paredes. Anyway, hmm. that's my theory. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a good one. Mm. Yeah, not super relevant, but we we mentioned Paredes, and I couldn't help myself. <laughs>
1: Fair. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything else. Do you guys have anything else?
0: No, I think we've kind of covered everything. What do you think, Norman?
2: Yeah, I think that's that's probably about it. Yeah, the couple of missions we have where we unlock the archive and, you know, we we pull the information about the gate network and that helps us find the gate lord. That's really the main interaction we have directly with the Ishtar Collective, but it seems like more and more we're getting a little bit of, like, a trickle of information to the grimoire, so I hope longer term we'll end up getting quite a bit more.
0: Yeah. hope so. I just really want, you know, I I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, just more information around the Vex. Moment mm-hmm. well, we don't really, you know, we, we we've had a lot of information around uh, the Fallen, and um, the the Hive. Yeah, and I I guess the Cabal are probably going to be next from the sound of things. I wouldn't like to presume but that seems that seems like the
2: most likely yeah they've basically bio.
1: been ignored since vanilla yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah there's been some strong insinuation like the outbound signal and all that there's there it may make makes sense for them to be next but I agree the vex to me a little bit more interesting yeah
0: okay well if that's everything. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that it's got you thinking about um, maybe some of the implications of the Ishtar Collective. If you have any thoughts or questions or just feedback in general, then um, you can find our contact details on our website at www.ishtar-collective.net. Or you can contact us on Twitter at IshtarColl, that's Ishtar, C-O-L-L. I've been Baxter.
1: I've been Purple Chimera.
0: And I've been normal Norman. See you next time.
1: Bye. Bye.